Thank you for joining us for our Word of the Day. This morning as we continue through the Scriptures, we're going to finish up our study on the book of Ruth. Now, if you remember from yesterday, the book of Ruth is a history book that takes place during the time of the Judges, during the end of the time of the Judges. And it is during one of the darkest and most violent times in the nation of Israel. And during this time, there's a famine in Bethlehem, and a man, Elimelech, he takes his wife Naomi and her two sons, and they move to the land of Moab. Now, you remember, the land of Moab and the Moabites were considered cursed, and they were forbidden by God for the Israelites to have anything to do with them. They were the result of an incestuous relationship between Lot and his daughter, they had bothered the people of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years with the men marrying or having affairs with Moabite women and then being drawn into idol worship. So they were considered a cursed people. They were considered a rejected people. But Elimelech takes his, his wife and his two children to, uh, to Moab. Eventually he dies, his sons die, but they had married two Moabite women. One of the women stays back in Moab. Uh, but another one, Ruth, goes back to Jerusalem with Naomi. And we see just a lot of coincidences happening that this, the writer is telling us they're not really coincidences, and there's nothing that's coincidence. It is God working behind the scenes to orchestrate this incredible love story and this beautiful story of redemption. So Ruth just happens to go to Boaz's field, and Boaz just happens to be in town, and Boaz just happens to take notice of her, and treat her kindly and allow her to work in his field. But even after he, he has lunch with her, he tells his harvesters to leave a extra grain for her. So she is able to collect a lot of barley, a lot, enough barley for her and Naomi to live on for a couple months. And Naomi goes home, not really understanding what's going on. I'm sorry, Ruth goes home, not really understanding what's going on, tells Naomi what happened, that she just happened to be in this field, a guy named Boaz. And Naomi knows that Boaz is a, is a kinsman. He's a relative of her husband, Elimelech. So that puts him in a position to be what is called a kinsman redeemer. The kinsman redeemer law was set up by God to protect the poor and to protect his land. Because the land that Israel is living on, it's not their land, it's God's land. But he set up the kinsman redeemer so that rich people would not take advantage of poor people and so that the land that God had given them would stay in the nation of Israel. And so to be a kinsman redeemer, you had to be a near relative, the nearest living relative, male relative. And what you would do is you would purchase the land that the other relative had died and left behind. You would purchase his land to keep his land and his family if there was a widow that was of marrying age and childbearing age. You were to marry them and have children with them to keep that dead person's name going. And so you had to be a relative. You had to be financially able to take on this responsibility and you had to be willing to take on this responsibility. Now Naomi knows that Boaz is a relative. He's in a position to redeem them. She knows he's wealthy enough to redeem them, but she doesn't know if he's willing. So chapter 3, she orchestrates a, a proposal from Ruth to Boaz. She kind of tells Ruth what to do to let Boaz know that she is done with her mourning period and she is looking to be redeemed and she wants him to be the one to do it. Now, again, you got to remember, she's a Moabite. 
she's a forbidden people. But she she washes, she dresses, and it's a it's a weird ceremony. And when you read it, it just it, it seems kind of odd to us, but you got to put yourself again in the culture, in the context. In the context of the people who this book was written to, they understand what's going on. They understand this beautiful love story that's taking place. So Ruth, she gets dressed, she waits for Boaz to fall asleep, and then she goes and lays at his feet. And he wakes up and sees her laying at his feet, and basically that's her proposing to him, saying, hey, I'm done mourning, I want to be married, I want to be redeemed, I want you to do it, are you willing? And Boaz, he, he loves Ruth, even though he just met her, but he loves her because of how she's treated Naomi. She could have stayed back in Moab. She could have stayed home and married someone else and lived her life and never worried about Naomi. But she came back with Naomi. She took care of Naomi. She was gleaning in the field for Naomi. So he respected her. He knew she had some character. So he decides to marry her. But there's a problem. There's another relative that is closer related that has the right to redeem first. So he tells her, says, I'm willing to do it, but there's one closer. I've got to go talk to him. So he goes in front of the city gate with all the elders, so it's kind of publicly known, and everyone knows what's going on, and he sees this other relative coming. This relative's not named. We don't know his name. We don't know who really he really is, but he comes in, and Boaz talks to him and says, hey, Naomi's back, and she's got some land from Elimelech that needs to be redeemed. You're able to redeem it. You're in the position to redeem it. Do you want to redeem it? And the guy immediately says, yeah, I'll take it. He thinks he's just getting more property, and having to take care of Naomi for the last few years of her life. So he thinks it's a great deal. And then Boaz says, okay, great. By the way, it also comes with a Moabite widow you have to marry. This stops that man in his tracks. He, he doesn't want to marry a Moabite. They're forbidden people. Uh, he doesn't know this woman. He's already got a family. He doesn't want to take away from their inheritance. So he backs out and says, no, I don't want it. So Boaz says, well, can I do it? And the guy agrees. And Boaz takes off his shoe and gives it to him. Again, it's, it's kind of weird. We don't understand it, but the reader understood it. So Boaz takes off his shoe and gives it to the, the relative in front of everybody. And then he redeems Ruth. He redeems Naomi. And the, the story ends in a beautiful way. Let me read you how the story ends, starting in verse number 13. It says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her, a, gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the woman said to Naomi, now remember Naomi means pleasant, but when she came back, she said, I'm not pleasant, I'm bitter, because God's been dealing harshly with me. But they say to Naomi, blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel, and he shall be unto thee a restorer of life and a nourisher of thine old age for thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons hath borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying this, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed, and he is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, the story begins with three funerals and Naomi angry at God, bitter at God, resentful of God, but it ends with her cradling her grandson and praising God and worshiping God for his goodness. But it goes even deeper than that. Here's, here's Ruth, this Moabite widow who society at the time and culture's time would have rejected and cast away. She's brought into a family. She's loved. 
She's cherished. She's happy. Naomi's happy. Boaz is happy. They have a son. And the son's important. The Bible says his name is Obed. And then it gives us some other information about him. It says he's the father of Jesse and the father of David. That's King David. David, which would bring forth the Messiah. When you look in Matthew at the lineage of Jesus, it's, it's a wonderful lineage because it gives all the lineage of Jesus from Adam all the way to Joseph and Mary. But it's, it's unique because it names four women in the lineage of Christ. And that was never done. They didn't name the women in the lineage. The, the, the women were just tools to bring forth children. I know it's 2021 and that sounds harsh and I don't agree with that, but that's the way the culture was. And so women were, were really, the man was the one who brought forth a line. The man was the one who was important in lineage. But there's four women named in the lineage of Jesus. These four women that are named, the first one is Rahab. She is as known in the book of Joshua as Rahab the harlot. She was a Canaanite prostitute who helped the Israelite spies, and so God spared her. She eventually became a, a believer in Jehovah, and she accepted God as her Savior and married into the nation of Israel and had children. So we have Rahab the harlot. We have Ruth the Moabite woman, the Moabite widow who was a rejected people. She's in the line of Christ. We have Bathsheba, who had an adulterous affair with David, and she brings forth Solomon, so she's named in the lineage of Christ. And of course, we have Mary, the Virgin Mary, who brings forth the Messiah. And it's just a wonderful picture of how God uses anyone who is willing to be used and humble themselves before him. Look, you may have a past. Rachel had a past. Rahab had a past. Tamar had a past. Uh, Ruth had a past. Everybody had a past, but God used them because they accepted him as their Savior and they were willing to be used. But it also shows us, the end of the story shows us, that God takes our pain and our hurt and our sadness and our misery and he turns it into joy. He works it together for our good. See, Naomi is blessed, not just because she has a kinsman redeemer, and it's a beautiful picture of salvation, how Jesus is our kinsman redeemer, and he came to us, he died for us, he paid the price for us to redeem us to God the Father, just like Boaz came to Ruth and paid the price for her to redeem her back. And so it shows a beautiful picture of salvation, but it also shows how God took Naomi's pain and he worked it in the background where she couldn't see it and it wasn't obvious to bring forth her joy. But it wasn't just joy for her, it was joy for the entire world. Through Naomi and through Ruth and through Boaz, we have the Messiah. We have the Savior. God is working in your pain, not just to bless you, but to bless others in your life as well. We can take comfort in that, and we have faith that God's going to work it together for our good and for his glory. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Be back here tomorrow as we continue our journey through the Scriptures. Have a blessed day.